she was saying like, we actually put ourselves in others' shoes and then we compare ourselves to them. So whatever we're doing, so say we're doing the list of five things, we assume they're doing the list of five things plus the things they're doing that we see. And she was saying that's not true. And she was a successful CEO, corner office, New York City. And she goes, I have a maid, I have a cook, I have a nanny, I have a driver. You know, and it's like, we as women are afraid to admit those things. But like, you guys, I don't, I don't cook, I, I can't. I can't do it all, you know? Like, and so there's things you have to like let go of and be okay with. Like we eat out all the time, Justin cooks, my kids cook, like we get creative, but it's okay being like, I can't do it all. And also that's normal. You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. What's the lesson? It's the two of us. <laughs> well, it's the four of us, but we'll we'll knock down the two of us first. It's Jill, and I have my my wing woman, my partner in crime, <laughs> Mary. Hi, everyone. How's it going? How is it going? Um, let's see. It is a Tuesday. I often forget what day it is. Yep. Um, I think that's typical of this journey when we're just trying to juggle so many things. Um, this is the start of week three for our summer camp. So it just keeps getting better and better and better, which is exciting. So that starts tomorrow. And I'm excited as I'll get up to head right into Not My Kid and start it again. I love it. Um, equally excited for this week. I feel like we finally have our footing. And this podcast is not going to be all about camp. We have two very special women that are dear friends to us. One of them, both of her girls have come to our camp last week and her oldest daughter works with us on a monthly basis. So I would love to introduce the two insanely, I mean, if I think of an entrepreneur or two entrepreneurs, these two women come to mind. So Lindsay and Coley, we're so excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. And really, I don't well, even know how to. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And I don't even know how to introduce you because I, you guys are the Jill, no offense, Jill, of all trades. Of all trades. <laughs> and we talk about you guys and we talk about you a lot because we're just not sure how you do it all. Um, because implement here for me um, when I miss what I miss because I'm going to miss some things. But you started with junk in the trunk vintage market. So if you don't know what that is, 
you're living under a rock. It's incredible. <laughs> People come from all over the United States to check out your markets, to not only be vendors, but to be consumers as well. And I mean, you've taken over Westworld, you've taken over stadiums like there's people seriously come big from convention ever around to see what you guys have have cultivated then that spurned off into the vintage which is an incredible like restaurant meetup spot in phoenix you also have a market um over in the scottsdale quarter if you're not familiar with arizona it's an incredible outdoor mall and you run the foundress which is where we met you which is a female networking group and last but not least what I know of anyway, you just started um, like a home decor company. Athea? Is it Athea? Aletha. 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 James. Close. James, right? Mm -hmm. And not to mention you're like wives and mothers and daughters and friends and you find <laughs> yeah, time to like- they have between three and four kids each. Each. Um, so what I want to kick this podcast off, since you're both a wealth of knowledge, I'd love to hear from both of you one thing that you'd love our podcast audience to walk away knowing from this conversation. And okay. I, I believe Coley was I, nominated to go first because <laughs> her, her name starts at so the far. beginning of the alphabet. Right. Um, first of all, thank you for having us. And also you guys have voices. Like, I feel like I could listen to you all day long. <laughs> like you're excitable, but also like calm. I was like, when you did your intro, I was like, Oh, tell me more. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks, Coley. I think one thing I would say that I would love someone to walk away with is that you can't do it all and that that's okay. Mm. Mm. Well, <laughs> and do it all. Are you saying in life, it does this, is this all encompassing? Is it family, kids, motherhood, yeah. business, life? Well, yes. I don't know Great. how much you into it or should I just pause there? And we we'll, we'll pause there and we'll, we'll get into we'll it come a little back. bit more. You hang on to every word. Because now, now we're, it's, it's only fitting to say we're serving it up to Lindsay. Her daughter's in a volleyball tournament Perfect. right now. <laughs> so well, great. Tell us where you are because that was funny. Mary always comes in with the dad jokes, but truly, I know the audience can't see you, but just, I mean, this is real life, you guys. This is, this is her being a business owner. This is her being a mom in the same moment. And when we first got on camera, we're like, where are you? <laughs> Yes, real life today. I am at my daughter's volleyball tournament at the convention center and I'm sitting in a stairwell because I stepped out to find a quiet place to sit and now I'm stuck in the stairwell until after we are done. You guys, she tried getting back in and it locked on her. Bless it locked, her you know. We'll you find know, a way out. It's okay. Always. Oh, that, that's the name of our podcast. What's the lesson? What's the lesson? Jill right? and I say we totally. always land on our feet. Mm -hmm. So we believe that you will as well. Yeah. I will. I yes, will. will. Well, I'll answer the question too. So I was both, I feel like what Coley said and what I'm going to say are very loaded, <laughs> loaded statements, but we can get into them later. But what I was going to say is I feel like as moms and business owners for that matter, every morning is a new day so it doesn't matter what happens you can go to sleep and wake up and the next day and it's brand new and you start over from the very beginning so i believe that both of those deserve an amen uh, um, yeah <laughs> it, it really it's so true and with what you both have built um and how long have you known one another let's just start there 14 years i think 
Yeah. 14, 14 years. Yeah. And I'm, business partner. So you've known each other for 14 years or have been mm -hmm. in business together for 14 years? We've known each other for 14 years, business for 12. Wow. So, yep. So okay. from what I recall, you spent two years talking about, you know, being in business together and then husbands were like, just do it already. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we wanted to, we wanted someone else to do what we do. <laughs> all the work. I love that. And no one was doing that. So we just had to start it. <laughs> I mean, that's relatable. It is when you see a problem or an area of opportunity, if you will, where you're like, okay, we really like this and we want to we wanna do more of it. Is there anybody doing it? And it's like crickets, 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 crickets. And junk in the trunk is incredible. Literally, people come from all over the country to visit your markets. Linz, will you paint the picture of what like starting that looked like? Because that was your first business. So that's about 10 years old. You celebrated 10 years this year, right? So you didn't have all of the children in the picture yet. You probably had a little bit more room <laughs> to breathe to kind of create this. So will you, will you tell us how it went from what it was to what it is now? Yeah. I mean, I think as Coley said, we really were looking for just a little outlet as mothers, a little creative outlet. Um, at the time when we went on the grand vacation where our husbands told us we needed to start a business, um, I had two children and was pregnant with my third and Coley had two as well. And soon after that found out she was pregnant as well. But I think, you know, it came from our own desire to just really have a little, a little mom time a little time to ourselves as most of us feel like we need when we have a bunch of little ones running around at home. So really it started with a Facebook page and our mothers, you know, encouraging <laughs> us along the way and, <laughs> um, and a lot of hard work, you know, we got together, I think 23 vendors, um, and Coley's good friend let us naively use their backyard in Scottsdale. Um, wow. that's incredible. now actually very close to like Jill, right where you live, um, just up the street, but oh, no way. we used their back, the horse property up there. And, um, one of our vendors had an in at the newspaper, which now at the time the newspaper <laughs> was like actually Ooh. still red, you yes. know, it was still a thing. Um, and it got in on the front page of the home section and, our little sale, you know, it was a backyard sale. And I think we had a line of, wow. I, Coley's brother started to count at one point, I think, and then probably lost track because it was insane. But over 600 people, oh he my counted, God. come through that backyard that day and try to shop, as you can imagine, in the horse property backyards there in Scottsdale. And we had Least showing up because they were like, what in the world is going on here? <laughs> I'm not sure that you should be doing this. It's we not like, a I'm house so party, sorry. I swear. I don't know what we were doing. Like, we didn't know. We put a little um, idea out there. <laughs> I know. Wow. We just were having some friends, you know, come hang out. And, uh, you know, it's all the things that you learn the first time you do something. We definitely, you know, learned a lot of things that we would not do the next time you know, maybe get a permit, maybe, you know, do it in a location where that's not an issue. Um, we did a central checkout at the time. So, you know, one place to check out 
that was a nightmare. We will never do that again. Um, Coley was dancing in line to keep people entertained while we were at a line. <laughs> yeah, she was. Of course she was. <laughs> a girl to my um, heart. Good job, Coley. Right? <laughs> I know. You guys need to get together here, I think, and dance. Yeah. But she is, like, carrying, schlepping stuff back and forth all day, trying to get people checked out as fast as possible. I was like, you need to sit down. I'm going to labor right I'm not, I don't feel qualified. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you imagine having a child just like, I mean, in the midst of 600 people on a horse property in Scottsdale? That would have felt very like 1800s of you, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Totally. But it was so hot. And I was, it was September and I was due in November. So, wow. you know, oh it, my gosh. It could have happened, but okay. thankfully it didn't. We survived. And then after that, our husbands were like, I think this is a thing. You started okay. a business. Okay. That was going to be my question was what happened afterwards? Were you like having like an oh shit moment? And then once like every, the dust, no pun intended settled, were you guys like, wait a second, we might have something here. Can, like, should we, can we, are we ready for, for round two? Yeah. Well, and I think when we started, it was, it was supposed to be something fun that we could kind of do as a hobby and get away from our children for a few hours and give us something to like, feel like normal people again. Um, and so when we saw the success and everyone kept going, well, when's the next one? And we kept looking at each other like next, what are you talking about? <laughs> There's never one. Yeah, no, that was a one and done. Yeah. And so afterwards we kind of, Lindsay and I were exhausted and I think just in shock a little bit of like, I mean, $15,000 of the stuff sold in four hours and, wow. you know, and then people were messaging us like, when's the next one? This was great. I can't wait. And so we kind of panicked because we're like, we can't do this in a backyard again. This isn't, this isn't going to work. So we knew we, we started calling churches, which funny story, side note. So we, we called a few big name churches and they were like, oh, we couldn't possibly have you do it. And our, like, your name is too risque. And then when we got the junk in the trunk, you know. Oh and then, my God, that's hilarious. And then when we got really big, the churches were the ones reaching out to us going, could you come and can we work together for like a women's ministry thing? And they all of a sudden could overlook the name, you know. Interesting. We can relate to that as well. Not as far as risque names. I mean, girls mentorship <laughs> yeah. sounds pretty PG. <laughs> However, Pretty like, cut and dry. wanting to yeah. work with people and people being like, oh, what do you charge? Oh, that's uh, this looks like something, you know, after school extracurricular activity. And we're like, it's not. It's really it's really healthy. It's really great for your girls. And now that we've caught some traction and we're doing some cool stuff, those people wind up coming back around. And I, I just I love those moments because you can clearly tell there's a light bulb moment that goes off within the person who may have rejected you at first, who sees like, oh, I might've missed the boat. Can we, can we go back? Mm -hmm. My favorite comment is, how's your little market going? Mm. You're like, going great. Thanks for asking. You know, and then they come and you know, they're like, oh my God, I had no idea. It's ba-boom, ba-boom. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not a little market anymore. It is a monstrosity of a beautiful, I mean, it's just, it literally is your heart and soul in you know, in, in vendor form. It's like, I, I don't know how else to say it, but it's the coolest. And I know everybody looks forward to it. And you guys have it twice a year now, right? It's been going on twice a year for the last 10 years. 10 years. Oh yeah. This, this September will be 12 years. 
Oh gosh, 12. You yeah. guys, I totally shortchanged you. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys, have you heard that we're hosting a summer camp? Listen, you can go to a summer camp that kills time or you can attend a camp that leverages it. This summer, we aim to empower and inspire young women to pursue more. More confidence, more positive friendships, more community impact, more dreams and aspirations, more self-honoring and healthy habits. To explore more camp options, go to girlsmentorship.com. We can't wait to see you there. Well, and then, I mean, to go off of, Coley, what your takeaway, obviously you started building a business after that. So you started hiring people, I'm assuming. You started looking for people to help. No, there was there was head shakes. So you, you've built this business, the two of you, for how long? Obviously support from husbands and probably people watching kids, but how long did it take you to hire people out? Is that, I know you have a team ish now maybe independent contractors they're probably not even w2 employees <laughs> they're 1099 <laughs> they're 1099ers how long have you guys shouldered this just on your own because i love i love that so much because it's it's grown so much on the backs of you two yeah i think about 7 years ago my husband came on full time with us but until that point it was literally just Coley and i running and planning and doing everything and you know at the markets we have help our parents it's literally our families so if you come to our markets it is coley's dad my mom that you will purchase your tickets from it's her husband who's going to put your wristband on his on your arm you come through the door and you'll see coley and i and then you will see our children now taking your picture at the backdrop or helping you carry your furniture to your car so for the most part, we have a very small team. It was the three of us until honestly, like the last year I'm in the stores, we had to hire some people to work at the stores. But other than that, like planning the markets and everything, for the most part, it's just Coley and I. And this last year, we actually within the last six months hired our first real employee, <sighs> like salary, everything. It yeah. was wow. scary. <laughs> Oh my gosh, absolutely. I first of all, I want to commend the two of you. It's inspiring and incredible and that's why we wanted to have you on the podcast is because you are so multifaceted. And Coley and Lindsay, I I'm a mom as well and I know sometimes as moms you get tied up into family and what your kids are doing and you and you and you sometimes lose who you are. So, Coley, I know you said that not to take on too much, like not biting off more than you can chew, but did you guys ever have a point in your business over the last 12 years, did you ever look and at each other and be like, you know what, like we're still inspired, let's continue to do this? Or have you ever said like, maybe this is our time to press pause? Like, have you ever taken any breaks or rests over the last 12 years to kind of re recalibrate or reset or reimagine what your business together looks like or your partnership? Yeah, I think actually COVID was a huge eye opener for us. Mm. As an event business, we got shut down. Um, we had just opened up our store in Arcadia in February of 2020. So we were open for six weeks before the world shut down. Um, and we weren't allowed to do 
um, markets. And so it kind of halted everything and it gave us a chance to say I'm grateful for COVID is a little over at reach. However, <laughs> um, it did give us a chance to kind of reevaluate and going, we are, and I think you hit it on the head earlier. It's like, there's a lot of problems that we can solve, right? And we're problem solvers. And I think most entrepreneurs are, they see that problem, they know they can solve it. Let's start a business. And after the fifth one, <laughs> COVID, and we were kind of like, okay, it, are these problems something we, sh- we can solve, but should we solve? And so it really gave us some time to reevaluate not only our businesses, but also like how we operate now. Should we be spending all this money on this part of our business? Should we be spending all this time on this part of our business? What, what is it that's giving us joy in life? And what is it that we hate so much we want to cry? And what parts of those can we release to other people? So hiring Anna was a huge step for us um, and gave us a chance to kind of release some of the things that we were doing on the day-to-day grind that she was able to take over and give us time to more look at the big picture. Um, we actually let go of one of our businesses. Um, we had started Aletha James and it was something we loved. We loved picking out product. We loved doing things. And then when it got time to sell, we sold a lot of the product, but we kind of looked at each other like, Oh, this isn't what we thought it would be. Um, and I think before COVID we would have, or, you know, even a couple of years ago, we would have said, Oh, that was a failure. And we were able to look at it and go, yeah, no, I'm not interested. And it just gave us this almost release of like, we don't have to do everything we think we should do. And so that was really good. And I, I think the biggest lesson going back to that question was, is that we can't do it all um, and that's okay. And I think as women, we feel like we have to be super superheroes and we have to do the dishes. We have to do the laundry. We have to have the house clean. We have to be successful. We have to look good, right? Dang. It's like Botox, makeup, <laughs> love, like all that. It's exhausting, right? Um, and then all day long, we hear mom, 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 mom. Um, and we're supposed to like keep our sanity and like, you know, be the superhero. The matriarch. <laughs> right. And I think there's this like, fear that if we don't do it all, then we're going to be a failure. Right. And I read this article one time in entrepreneurship magazine, and they were saying like, as women, men don't do this to each other. I don't know why I'm like, I wish one day I could just have their brain for like a day to like, just not think all day long. Um, like dear guy, I tell my husband all the time, like, I'm so jealous of your brain, but she was saying, we actually put ourselves in other shoes and then we compare ourselves to them. So whatever we're doing, so say we're doing the list of five things, we assume they're doing the list of five things plus the things they're doing that we see. And she was saying, that's not true. And she was a successful CEO, corner office, New York city. And she goes, I have a maid, I have a cook, I have a nanny, I have a driver, you know? And it's like, we as women are afraid to admit those things, but like, you guys, I don't, I don't cook. I I can't. I can't do it all, you know, like, and so there's mm-hmm. things we have to like let go of and be okay with. Like we eat out all the time. Justin cooks, my kids cook, like we get creative, but it's okay being like, I can't do it all. And also that's normal. Not ever, everyone is not doing all of the things. Well, right. I was going to say, I feel like social media makes it seem like everyone is doing it all. Like mm, she said, the they have they have the business, they are, you know, mothering their children, they're, you know, the perfect wife, they're, they're, their laundry's done, (laughs) their laundry's done, her hair is curled, right, totally, 
<laughs> but the reality is that's not that's not reality. Like every, they're not doing everything. Like Coley said, she doesn't cook. I haven't cooked honestly at our house in like months, and I don't do the laundry. I send it out. Like it comes folded to my doorstep once a week. Like if you ask most people, they're they're not doing it all. But the most important thing is being able to ask for help. Like you can't do it all, and you have to be okay asking other people to help you. Yeah. Even though it looks like you're doing it all, you're not. You're just able to actually ask for help. Well, and I yeah. think that's a beautiful transition into where we come into the story, where we got to meet you ladies for the first time. Because as busy moms, business owners, you noticed another gap in the marketplace of not being able to have these conversations with just I, I hate to say it this way, but the other women in your life who weren't entrepreneurs, they were a little bit more normal. They were momming, you know, they were just doing nine to five work, which is different than an entrepreneur. They were doing school pickup without stress. <laughs> That's school pickup without stress life, huh? Who does school pickup without like? stress? No, I, I go pick up the kids with Jill from time to time and I'm like, God, what is Mary's this? like, there I have anxiety be, right now. There needs to be a system behind this. There's clearly no direction. Do I need to get out? Um, I, I started making mine ride the bus so that I didn't have to right. deal with it. Oh, that's amazing. Smart, smart. See, we're, we're entrepreneurial in Your nature. Problem solvers. Your this problem solvers. This is why solvers. we love you too. You're always solving problems. So you wanted to create more opportunities for entrepreneurial type conversations with other women struggling in business like you were. And I'm not saying all business is a struggle, but you definitely hit your head on a lot of ceilings. You have to ask a lot of questions. You have to pivot. You have to cut quickly. There's a lot of sleepless nights. There's a lot that goes into just the back end. And that's where the idea of the Foundress came about. So the Foundress is this incredible female networking group. It's full of, I mean, multifaceted, incredibly dynamic women from all backgrounds. I think you guys have like 200 plus members. Yeah, 300 people. I mean, will you explain how that came along? What did you have 17 glasses of wine and you're like, <laughs> you know what? Let's start another thing. <laughs> Let's bring more crazy women into it. Gosh. No, I think one of the things that Lindsay and I felt when we started our business again, neither of us had business degrees. We actually didn't even have high college degrees. Um, but it was one of those things where it was something that we desired when we had started our business. And we kept saying, gosh, I wish there was women, a group of women that we could discuss these things with. And not only struggles, like you mentioned, but also our culture is not, doesn't look greatly upon women like celebrating either, right? We're called all sorts of things. Um, and it's like, oh, you're bragging if you're doing that or you're doing this. And so a safe space where we can go, hey, you know what? I kicked butt today. I did this. I did this. So let's celebrate together. Um, and then also, hey, these were these things were really hard this week. How'd you how'd you manage that? How'd you deal with this? Or do you have experience with this part of the business that we're kind of in right now? Um, and so it was something we just wished for for so long. And again, it was another one of those things where Kevin, I think, was sitting with us at a meeting one day and just said, all right, listen, I'm sick of hearing about this. If you want to do this, let's start it. And if you don't, I don't want to hear about it again. We were like, okay, we're doing it. Hammer down. Exactly. 
Well, and it's great because we see his lovely face every time we come to the foundress <laughs> checking people in. He's, he is. he's one of two guys in the room besides the cater waiter that brings in, you know, fruit and coffee from the hotel. <laughs> I know. Well, and I, I'm sure it's probably cool for him, too, to, like, see these ideas come to life. And um, we were able to celebrate with him. Speaking of celebrating with, you know, these type of women in a room like this, we were actually able to celebrate with Kevin last week when he picked up your girls, Lindsay, and he was like, how's it been going? And we're like, do you know when you just have this dream and it comes to reality and you're living it in the moment? And he was like, yeah, I do. And it was really cool for him because I know how proud he is of you two and Coley, your family. They're, they're so incredibly proud of you. So it was cool to have a little moment with Kev and celebrating um because I know what I know he knows what that feels like mm -hmm. yeah and I think too he knows how important even like for example the foundress has been like and what a special place that holds in Coley and I's heart but like how much that means to us and what we get when we're in that room full of women and I think he felt that when he went and picked up the girls at camp last week of just like knowing that they're in that room getting that same experience being with other girls who are going through the same things as them and how important it is for them to be getting that same community that we get at the foundress well you guys have been a huge inspiration yeah we obviously for... had the idea you know 2020 um i will say 2020 was probably one of the best years of my life, but I didn't own a brick and mortar business. So <laughs> a little different situation <laughs> there. But 2020 allowed me so much time and space because I am a yes girl. I say yes to everything. You need help here. I'm there. I'm there two hours early. What do you need me to pick up? Do you need me to bring coffee? Do you need me to bring donuts? I'm there. Like I said yes to so many commitments. And my thing for 2020 was to say no with love a little bit more. And it was funny because by the time March rolled around, all my weekends in March were booked up. I had three out of town events and one in town event. And I kind of feel like COVID was my fault because it was the universe saying, Mary, are you being true to your commitments? <laughs> so sorry about that, you guys. Um, but 20, 2020 gave me the room to like really breathe and figure out what it was that I, like the legacy that I wanted to leave. And I think when we can create space like that, it obviously it allows room to flow and what flowed in was this idea of girls mentorship but jill hit the nail on the head like coming to the foundress and being part of the community has given us ideas on how to implement programs for girls that we know work for women mm -hmm. and it's been really cool to implement monthly workshops for these girls and they're all the rage i just it brings me such goosebumps to know that parents are emailing us, texting us. They're like, our girls want to come back. Can you do something else sooner? Like we're getting peppered with these questions on what else we can do, what more we can bring to the table. And it's like, we feel like you seven years ago. Oh my God, they want another market. <laughs> what are you talking about? So it, it's it's been incredible to see how you all have implemented what you've implemented with the foundress. And it's been such a beautiful example for Jill and I to take from and lead in our own special way, the younger version of who we are. 
So thank you for going first because that's the beautiful part of entrepreneurship is we forge the way for other women to be able to, you know, follow the breadcrumbs we left. It's like you left you left some sandwiches, you left some things along the way. We got a little hungry. We were like, oh, this is it. They were here. Okay, cool. We're on the right path. Um, and it always takes somebody to go first. And that's that's the cool part about being a part of this community is we get to share in those experiences, not only with you, but, you know, 300 of our closest friends. Mm-hmm. Love it. And your program is so amazing. I just have one problem with it. And as a mama for a boy, <laughs> I have a boy version, please. My children. So say yes we- to that. We may have secured the Instagram boys mentorship the other day. So no promises. I don't know what it looks like, but it is within our um, umbrella of, um, you know, we're learning from you guys. So it's like, okay, we have capacity. We will have to figure out the girls sector first to shift over to the boys. To be able to create something similar for boys, because honestly, Coley, you're not the only one that said it. We've heard it time and time and time again, and we know it to be true. We know that girls aren't the only ones that struggle with body image. We know that girls aren't the only ones that struggle with making friends. We just tend to brush that under the rug a little bit more because the connotation of being a guy in today's society is suck it up, be a man. Don't there you don't need to express your emotions. And what we know to be true is that is 1000% false and it only continues to breed the toxicity that males have experienced. And we we have a a deep, deep love for wanting to do this work for kids in general. Um, We just so happen to be girls and that's where it fell fell from. But we know at some point we can do the same for boys. It's just being able to deliver it in the best way possible. So stay tuned. I won't say hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. (laughs) I I want you to be able to breathe through this with us, but something's coming. Well, that's exciting because I also just think like boys in leadership and teaching them, like we get to change our culture. And I think you guys are doing it now with the girls, which is such an amazing thing. And, and anyway, I won't get all into all the things, but like as young boys, like we want to raise them to be people that are able to lead well and follow well, you know, and I think we're hoping that more women are in the spotlight role or the CEO role or the leadership role. And so these young men need to learn how to be able to right take direction. And I think that's a real struggle in our culture right now. So sign me up. Let's do it. Okay. We, we hear you loud and clear. <laughs> God, and, and the one thing they're struggling with amongst so many struggles in this in this culture. So I want to circle back around to Lindsay's point, like every day is a new day, which is so beautiful for us as well, because the struggle is real. And I love both your points. Coley, thank you for bringing up the, the context around being able to celebrate because Jill has a bottle of Prosecco in the garage fridge for us at any given point in time to be able to celebrate. <laughs> Monday morning, 730 honey, or a Friday evening, we have it on ice. We're not, we're not drunk at camp, Lindsay. Don't worry. <laughs> They're like, no wonder why they're so happy. (laughs) Oh, funny. But it is. It's so important to be able to celebrate. And on the flip side of that, it's like sometimes we break into that bottle because we're not celebrating. It feels Mm -hmm. like we're drowning our sorrows a little bit. So in terms of like being able to see every day as a new day, how have you implemented that with juggling all of the things that you've juggled? Because I can't imagine 
adding more to our plate than what we currently have now. And you guys have done so, I'm not going to say seamlessly because it hasn't been seamless and I'm not going to perpetuate that myth that it's been seamless. But I, I can't imagine how many nights you've had where it's like, oh my God, I just want to throw it all away. This has been uh -huh. so hard. Yeah, I think my husband is constantly reminding me, but it's like, we're going to, you're going to have a hard day. Like, I feel like as an entrepreneur, as a mom of three teenagers, it's like <laughs> every day is completely exhausting. We, <laughs> I always joke, but like we sit down on the couch, like at 10 o'clock at night, usually by the time we both sit down and I'm like, we made it. <laughs> we we made it through the day Another because that's day. how it often feels. But the thing to remember is that again, no matter what happened that day, as terrible as it was, as awful as you know, how many things went wrong, how many children yelled at me, how many you know things happened, I can go to bed and wake up, and it's a new morning, and we I get to choose how to start that day. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things that we've learned is being able to turn off whatever happened the day before and making the choice to start the next day at the top again, <laughs> because you can make the choice to start at the bottom and have a terrible day, which is what I tell my children all the time, or you can wake up and choose to be joyful and have a good day. And that's your choice. But I think um, you just have to be able to let it go. Like if you had a bad day or you had an argument with someone or you had a problem that didn't go your way, like it, it's going to happen. That's part of business. That's part of parenting. But a lot of the times what I need is a good night's sleep to wake up the next morning, have a clear mind, and then to be able to reason through whatever the mess was from the day before. Yeah. I think, Lind, you said it so beautifully. That takes practice too, because it's so yeah. easy to bring all of that mess into the morning and then it turns into the afternoon and then it builds yeah. and then it, you know, and that's where people quit on themselves. That's mm -hmm. when, when Mary and I, thank God I have her because when I'm having a hard day, she's not vice versa. Or I'm like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And she's like, you cannot quit on a bad day. When yeah. you're ready to quit, it's when your mind is clear, when your heart is in it 100%. And then I'm like, you're right. You're right. So I think it's such a beautiful piece of wisdom and advice that every day is, I mean, it's, it, it, it comes with challenges or it comes with celebrations or whatever that is, but then you get to go and put your head on the pillow and start again. Literally every morning, I tell my kids when I wake them up, good morning or whatever, however, <laughs> however, I, I imagine it to be like a Cinderella the, movie. Birds <laughs> but I say today is going to be a great day, regardless if like they're just waking up, but consciously or subconsciously, I'm telling them that it's going to be a good day because that's how we're going to start the day. Even if I'm not feeling it, I'm like, all right, I, it is going to be a good day because I'm going to choose. So I think choice is an incredible, powerful tool that more people need to utilize so they don't quit on themselves. 
And I think you hit it on the head too. Like when you make decisions, I think as women, and I, I'm not saying that men don't have this as a mom of four boys, they definitely do. But like, as women, we do tend to have instincts about things. We do tend to have, be emotional sometimes. And like when I remember I had my fourth baby and when he, until he was like two and a half months. So for two and a half months, I was like, I don't want to work. This is stupid. I'm wasting all my time. I should be staring at my baby. I hate, like I resented my job and my business that I created. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Having that like feeling of like this thing that I created is now keeping me away from this other thing that I created that I, I, you know, and the mom guilt comes in the shame, all the things. But if I would have gotten up and just gone, I'm selling my part of the company. I'm out. I would have been terribly sad, you know, two months later. So I also think there's seasons to things. So every day we reset, but there's also seasons. And if you know that in your head going, okay, this is a season, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this hard time and, and hard times in business. We've had seasons, Lindsay and I, where it was, gosh, this is really crappy. And every day we would meet and we'd go, Hey, it's still crappy, but we're going to the motions and making decisions to get us out of that season. And I just think that's important to think about when, as an entrepreneur and, and, and knowing that we all have those days, like Lindsay said, it's like, no one's going to have this perfect day all the time when you're a mom or entrepreneur and, and knowing that is so important and giving and releasing that like fear or shame or stress is super important. Well, and as an entrepreneur, you said it too, as a mom, I mean, the amount of times that Jill comes to me and she's like, I'm the worst mom ever. Yeah. <laughs> I think I hold the number one spot on the charts. And it's like, oh, no, no, you don't. And again, tomorrow's a new day and you're not doing this all by yourself. Like we're, I, the four of us, I don't have kids. You have enough kids for me to, to parent from, from the, from the sidelines. So thank you for that. You can borrow, um, you can borrow yeah. a few if you want. I, I mean, you talking about Audra taking people's pictures is so poignant because you dropped her off early at one of our workshops and she just came in and got to work. It was, it was very Literally, evident. I was like, you can come back anytime, anytime <laughs> early. You are such a good helper. Um, but it's like you, you have to reset in motherhood. You have to reset in entrepreneurship. The four of us on this phone call are the epitome of doing that. So um, to wrap this conversation up, the Foundress resumes in-person sessions. You guys go on summer break um, just because if you don't know, um, Phoenix is the surface of the sun. So people try to like go places during the summer. They so boogie. you resume in-person sessions of the Foundress in August. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Amazing. We're, we're very excited for that. Um, and then when is the next Junk in the Trunk market? September 16th through 18th. Right. Okay, so that's coming up too. Um, we'll drop all of your social handles and whatnot in, in our show notes. But if you guys are in Phoenix, seriously, stop by the Vintage. It's right off of 44th Street in Osborne. It's one of the cutest little places to go work, to grab a sandwich, breakfast, coffee, juice. The way that it's designed, you guys can tell that you love picking things out. It, there's so much intention behind mm -hmm. it. And you designed the entire thing. That was a – I don't know what it was it, – a blank lot before you picked it we, up like the ceiling and two walls yeah it's insane it's it's, it's beautiful inside it is it's almost like Target, but with more fun treasury things like I always <laughs> leave with something I'm like 
really? I came in there for a meeting and now I'm walking out with a necklace and a t-shirt <laughs> and a bag or a hat. Well, and the same goes say for- that was in, That was intentional. <laughs> we designed it, it that way on purpose. It's two um, birds, one stone, right? You go for somewhere for yeah, coffee yeah. and you need to pick up something for a birthday mm -hmm. present. Boom, yeah. you got it. Brilliant. That's it. Um, and then your store at the quarter that hosts vendors similar to the junk in the trunk market, but just on a smaller scale and they're more permanent. So if you're looking for just the perfect gift, go there. They have it. It's literally my Christmas list. I got it done at your store and I did it on Christmas Eve and everybody <laughs> opened their gift and I wowed them. I was like, <laughs> I'm never shopping anywhere else. I so. Thank you for going first. Thank you for all the work that you do, the sleepless nights. We love and appreciate following your guidance and just being a part of your overall aura. Um, and we know you've got things to do. So for this 50 minutes that you spent with us, some in a hallway, some in a construction zone, <laughs> we love and appreciate you so we much. We love you guys so much and just so grateful we get to call you guys friends. Same. Love you guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, Thanks thank for having us. Of course. Until next time, you guys, we'll see you on What's the Lesson. Bye. We say this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.